Hey, this is Jamie Rigetti. Thanks for listening to Fan Bros. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to a very special delivery of Fan Bros. Your boy DJ Ben Amin, alongside my compadre Chico Leo, coming straight out of Brooklyn. Right, not in the spaceship tonight, folks. We are bringing you this special from our respective hovels, wherever we are. We're recording to bring you this special delivery at an episode premiere of Breaking Bad. Yeah, just picture me and DJ Benjamin in those little escape pods at the beginning of Star Wars, uh, jettisoning down to Alderaan because it's it's hot. It's as hot as Alderaan. Uh, not Alderaan. Tatooine. It's hot as Tatooine tonight. Yeah, true indeed. And we really don't want to be on Alderaan because we saw how bad it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, we wanted to bring you this uh, via Google Plus, you know, which is a really awesome system of video that you can you know talk to each other on google plus you should check it out on your gmail you know we're bringing you to this special delivery of fan bro show because we have to talk about the premiere episode blood money breaking bad season five that's right lad the last of the eight episodes the last eight one down seven to go it really hurts man because they started off with a bang and i you know i don't know where they're gonna go from this uh what were your feelings overall on the premiere i I mean i I thought it was fantastic i would even say it was worth the wait um they definitely uh brought the goods um you know really good uh acting no show looks like that no shows directed like that um there were a lot of surprises you know a lot happened a lot of times you know you come back from the break and they just sort of give you an episode just to remind you where everyone was at and this one had you know Started out with the flash forward of, of Walter entering his house with, you know, with uh, after some cataclysm of some sort has hit it. Yeah, and let's, let's, let's talk about that real quick. Like, yeah, Walter comes back in. We, we have another flash forward like we had at the beginning of this season where we have bearded up Walt, beard Jane, fully intact Walter. And now he's got the M60 in his trunk. He goes back to his house, which has now been gated up. It's... Uh, decrepit there's some kids skateboarding in his empty pool in the back there's graffiti on the walls uh and and very implicit graffiti yeah. on the walls, Chica. i mean it says heisenberg yep. on the walls and yeah. everything is gone i mean it's it's you know someone has been through there and things it, it looks like it, it it you know more than just stuff got moved out i don't know if a fight took place there or if it got you know stormtroopers kicked in the door or what but uh <laughs> So something something happened over there. Burned his uncle and aunt. Right. Exactly. Aunt Peru and Uncle Owen are in the in the backyard in in just a pile of cinders. But but what whoever's been through that house didn't find the ricin, which Walter goes and unscrews, which he had put in there last season. Um, and so he's gonna do something with that ricin. We you know we have no idea what, but you know, it's certainly not gonna be good for somebody. No, I mean, so now Ryson has, I mean, not Ryson, now Walter White has a, uh, his jar of Ryson or his capsule of Ryson and an M60 machine gun to go along with it. Yeah, which which is not that far from what uh, dude in Scarface has at the, what Tony Montana has at the end of Scarface. Doesn't he have like an M, no, he has an M16 with a grenade launcher and a lot more cocaine than Walter has Ryson. <laughs> yeah, a lot more cocaine. 
but it's a it's a different era and you know but you know just just as a parallel to remind people out there that walter white is a bad guy and also a whole like Starface, which you know allows me to bring up my main point of this special delivery of breaking bad or um fan bros breaking bad we just had a little mic problem there on my end hopefully that didn't mess up things too bad but yeah my main point is that walter white is a hoe you know a lot of people seem to think of him as a gangster wait that's right chico you, you said before to me that i can't really call him a hoe well just in the traditional sense of he's not being exploited by anyone except for the devil inside him He's exploiting him. Yeah, I mean, that would be the only person that is laying a pimp hand on him. I mean, he is shedding his humanity season by season, and now he's just, you know, there's nothing left. (laughs) I like that the devil inside of him is laying the pimp hand. Yeah. But yeah, Walter White may not be a hoe, and I would like to refer to him as a bee, you know, a female dog. But I feel like that would be disrespectful to female dogs everywhere. And so the reason you don't want to call him a gangster is because you feel like it would be disrespectful to gangsters? Yes. I feel like if Walter was a true gangster, he would have done what any reasonable man would have done in season two when he was offered the opportunity to go back to his former workers at Grey Matter, take his job, get the insurance money, and take care of his family. Because as we see in this episode, the cancer has now returned full blast. Um, Walter's still going to die, so all this money that he's made with these drugs aren't going to matter. And all this killing and horrible things that he's had to do to make this money would not have had to happen, which is why I always consider Walter to be a host. Yeah, no, I agree with every single thing you just said. I just would probably use a different, you know, I feel like there's a lot of gangsters out there who could have stopped gangstering you know when they have a certain amount of money and you get into a position where you've got to keep grabbing more power or the people behind you are going to eat you i mean that isn't so much walter's thing but i think that's something with a lot of you know sort of gangster situations where they're like sharks if you stop moving you die and you die because the other people eat you and take your spot um i I think that was kind of walter's problem though is that like you know, he was, you know, he did, like, he wanted to be a gangster. Like, I think that Walter wants to be a gangster more than he lets on. I think, like, once he finally realized, okay, I can build an empire like this, I can be the top dog, he was like, I'm going to do it. Well, he wants power, and he wants people to be afraid of him. I mean, I bet he had a hard-on in the last scene where he says that line to Hank where he's like, you know, uh... Uh, you know, if you don't, if you, if you don't know me, then well, you knew it. You, you actually had it, uh, had the, it. Yeah. The, the line is if, if you, if you, or not, if you feel, if you don't know me, then maybe your best course of action is to tread lightly. I mean, that's a pretty dope line. I mean, I you mean, know, that's, that's not a whole line, line, you know, no, I can't lie. That's a pimp. Line. Right. That's Walter taking control of that devil inside him and showing him. Right. Real pimp. And we, I just want to say that was him letting Hank know, confirming to Hank that he is Heisenberg and letting Hank know that he knows that Hank knows. And we didn't necessarily <laughs> think that was going to... gets me. He knows that Hank knows. Or, you know, it's like, who's on third? Yeah, no, but it's true. Like, and you weren't expecting that to happen in the first episode. You kind of thought they might drag that out. And so, you know... No, I, I really thought they would drag that out. And I, I was, like, pleasantly surprised. And you made a point to me earlier... 
that Walter White, and I, I was thinking about that just now because you just made that point to me before we started this uh, special delivery podcast, that Walter White's been wearing cream right. throughout most of this episode. And was he wearing cream at the end when he showed Well, he had that jacket. I'm sure he had a cream jacket on in most of the rest of in the second half. But earlier they'd shown him in like a cream or bone colored sweater. And um, it definitely looked like, yeah, I was going to say like a 90s, late 90s rapper on a yacht. Like he had some slacks on. Yeah, something, you know, with a lot of sort of scantily clad women dancing around. And, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. I was going to say Big Pimpin or uh, Diddy had a video where, I mean, I'm sure where he's wearing a white suit on a yacht. Um, Yeah, I'm sure that. Um, you know, but, um, you know, and, and so and that sort of struck me just being, uh, that wasn't really the gear that he would be wearing in other seasons. And I didn't know if, if that was sort of him trying to, you know, be a gangster. Well, that's part of, you know, uh, Vince Gilligan, the creator thing is like, he's always said that what people are wearing on the show is very indicative of their mental state at the time. Like. You know, like in this episode, we see that uh, Jesse is still wearing a lot of black and grays while Walter's moved on from wearing as much black and gray as when he's Heisenberg all the way out to now he's back in this bone cream, bright colors, you know, like life is good type of I guess, although I don't know how good life is when you've, you know, you've got six months to live and, uh, Ah, you know, you've just, and like you said, you did all this terrible, you know, all these terrible things and you've got, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, but what does that matter if you got six months to live? And I wouldn't be doing what he's doing, which is just sort of, you know, running a car wash. So what would you be doing if you had six months to live? I would definitely be doing a lot of the things that you saw in those 90s rap videos that I referenced earlier. <laughs> those hip-hop videos on yachts with a lot of scantily clad ladies. And I would be, you know, there would be destinations to those yachts. And, you know, certainly there would be very little time spent in a car wash. Uh, true indeed. You know, I think that's a good question for our Fan Bros listeners on this uh, special delivery of Fan Bros show. What would you do if you had, uh, I don't know, like $300 million in blood money? And six months to live. So, you know, hit us up on the Twitter at Fanbros Show. You know, you can check us at fanbros.com and leave a comment there. And, uh, you know, leave it your general thoughts on the latest episode of Breaking Bad, what you thought of this episode of Special Delivery, and anything else you want to tell us. Um, what else happened in the episode, Chico, that stood out to you? We got to take a nice quick trip down memory lane when Hank uh, was going through all his uh, all his uh, boxes. And we got to see sort of, you know, they hit on a lot of the characters. That dope dude who rolled with Jesse who got shot in uh, by the ki- oh, by the man. kid. Yeah, yeah. They, he's the guy who actually show, sold them the, uh, the camper that they used to cook in, the bounder. And, um, yep, yep. Tio and Tio Salamanca and Tuco Salamanca were both in there. Uh, uncle and nephew yes. united again. And Gail, of course, everybody's favorite uh, chemist, Gail. Uh, yeah, we uncle. we hardly knew you. Our favorite Baron Bro in memoriam, as they say. Yeah, um, you know, just from the uh, the video that he shot, the karaoke video that he shot, and. Uh, just his general apartment and how he rocked himself, uh, you know. His laser lighter. Yeah, exactly. His laser uh, temperature, his laser thermometer to check the temperature. And <laughs> he listened to some pretty out there music, if I recall. Uh, he was like singing along with some like, you know, Armenian opera or something like that at one point. 
Oh, yeah, he was dead. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, um, yeah, Walt uh, took Jesse's soul away when he forced or guilted Jesse into going and uh, shooting Gail in the face. Because Walt had saved Jesse's life at that point. He actually pulled that card. He's like, I saved your life. You have to save mine. Although, again... Sorry, go, go. go ahead. I was going to say, it's a, it was a gangster move how he, how he got out of that situation. Walt got out of that situation. Like, at the end of that season, you, like, were literally, like, how can Walt go get out of this? And, you know, he starts reciting addresses. And, uh, I just ate my own words because I'm earlier in the show, I'm calling Walter, you know, a punk and everything. And I had to admit, that was, like, one of the most gangster. I remember when I saw that episode. Yeah. My jaw dropped to the floor right there. And I, I was like, oh, okay, Walter's dead. You know, this show's gonna go somewhere else because he's dead. And then, nope, he's not. And like you told, dude, you're gonna need me around, you know? And that's that's the difference between binge watching a show like this and watching it in real time. Because I spent like seven months or a year in between those two seasons. And every now and then, it, I would think of that and it would be like, how the fuck is Walt gonna get out of this? How You know what I mean? And so if you just immediately go to the next episode, it doesn't sort of sit with you. It's like the difference between microwaving a meal and letting it simmer appropriately. And I feel like watching it in real time, you get the simmering. Now, there are good things that get heated up in microwaves. Don't get me wrong. But, you know. <laughs> Hot pockets, baby. Yeah. Pockets. You know. Um, but, These are awesome. But the, uh, you know, the simmering definitely adds to these shows. It was same with same with Lost in the Wire. Like, you would be think, you would think of them and be like, wait, how, oh, what, no. you know. Yeah, the amount of research I did. Right. Seasons on, on Lost yep. is, like, sad to me these days. You know, I had Lostpedia, like, in, favorited in my, uh, you know, in, 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 in my favorites. Yeah. Like, like, one day we'll go into that. On yeah, Lost. absolutely. Like, my, my terrible Lost, like, oh, God, it's horrible. But, uh, anyway. Well, and it was, well worth the wait. it was well worth the wait, as was the wait in between that that other, you know, the second and third or third and fourth, whenever it was that Walt talked his way out of that outrageous situation. But yeah, I, I actually when when they deliver, I got no problem with them taking all this time, um, you know, in the middle of the season, because ultimately, let's remember, this is all season five, theoretically, they don't want to call yeah, it season exactly. six. Um, which works for me because I have a view that, you know, no great show, like that fi all great shows, like five seasons is the sort of right length. So this is, well, I'm, if they're calling it season five and I have that theory and I'm bucking for, uh, you know, this is definitely top three of all time in the, you know, behind uh, Lost and The Wire. And uh, I, I really think uh, Breaking Bad really is the, a, a top three show and that it's the best thing currently airing on TV. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, the only thing for me that would rival it is Game of Thrones. And, you know, i got to give it to Breaking Bad right now. You know, we'll see when all is said and done with uh, Game of Thrones. But I really do have to give it to Breaking Bad. And I was on, um, this is a side note, but I was watching this documentary earlier today. I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to look it up and get it on the next episode of Fan Bros. But it's about casting directors. It was on HBO. And I've always said, like, Wire, Lost... And now Game of Thrones has some of the best casting because they keep bringing in new characters and instantly I like the new characters. And while uh, Breaking Bad doesn't have as many new characters introduced, I think the casting in general is like whoever was the casting director to bring in Walter White, um, what Brian Cranston, to have seen in him Walter White 
from seeing him on Malcolm in the Middle is just genius. Because I would have never, you know. No, I, I, I agree. Although, you know, and I'm not sure uh, this this I should check or, or whatever. But, you know, uh, Vince Gilligan comes from the X-Files. And Brian yeah. Cranston is the star of, I think, the fifth or sixth season premiere of the X-Files. Ah. And it's possible that Vince Gilligan could have written that episode. Um, I don't yeah. know. I definitely don't know if that's true or not. But it just, I, and so I'm only saying just that there might have been some experience, you know, some, some where they might have worked together. No, I, I completely agree. I, I think the casting is incredible. And I think it's like some of the, you know, like that guy, Gail. I've seen that dude in other things, but he was mm-hmm. so perfect for Gail. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, and, and I mean, you know, yes, we've yeah, also seen, thinking. exactly. We've, we've yes. seen Giancarlo Esposito in a million things. You know, and yet, oh. yet, I mean, he's so unbelievably perfect as, and I mean, the Tia Salamanca, you know, oh. um, Tuco, I actually always found to be slightly cartoonish. I love Tuco, but I need to see where he's playing like a really comedic role. So it's like really, you know, strange to see him not being Tuco, you know, right. I need to check that out. I always found him a little cartoonish, but then I know there are people like that. So I didn't, you know, I didn't think it was too much of a stretch either. Right, 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 right. Um, uh, um, anything else you want to talk about? I, I do have one last thing about the show. Oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm bringing it to the end. Um, at the ending of the episode, right when Walter and Hank have their big confrontation, there's a little kid outside rolling his uh, remote control car around and around. Right. And the tension buildup of that little kid to me was so much because I was just thinking something's going to happen to the little kid. I didn't know what was going to go on. And then Hank shuts the door on Walter and it just turns into one of the most tense scenes without anything happening to the little kid. So I thought that was great. Yeah, I mean, they've got those little moments all over the place in Breaking Bad where, you know, like even the opening of it with the skateboard, you you didn't really know what was going on with the skateboarders or where they were. And they do that and and, 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 and they play with you like either with tension or with disorienting you. Um, and so, I mean, it's just, it's really masterfully done. And I do agree with you. Although a lot of times when I see scenes like that, I'm reminded of the scene, uh, one, one of the scenes in the Terminator, the Terminator rolls up at one of the Sarah Connor's houses and there's a kid playing with something in the street and he rolls over it and then he gets out of his car and steps on it. Yeah. He's playing with a little, uh, toy truck actually. Right. Yeah, he crushes it. You know, I think that might be what I was thinking in my head that somebody's going to roll up and crush right. his car. But um, I think that's about it, man, for this first edition of our special delivery of Fan Bro Show, focusing on Breaking Bad, the Blood Money episode. Anything else you wanted to add, Chico? Well, I haven't seen Low Winter Sun yet because we were doing this, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the feedback on, on, on Twitter and on the Internet has been really negative. And that, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be AMC's sort of next big show. It mm-hmm. does have Fan Bro's fave uh you know uh L- lenny uh what what's his name uh the the guy who uh Played in yeah and 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 mark strong is another also features ziggy from the wire from the second season of the wire is in it and oh, it's nice. and it's directed by fan bros favor ernest dickerson who's one of the ah. top top uh tv directors like this is a prime gig i mean that's juice baby that's yeah juice. absolutely and the guy who shot spike lee's first five movies so it really has all the ingredients, but they said it seems to be like a stale... I mean, I'm going to watch it later tonight, but and we'll talk about it on the next episode of Fan Bros, but yeah. 
you know that's that's high pedigree and so you know making these things is a, it's like making a stew like you can use all the right ingredients but it might not come out right Yeah. Breaking Bad, you know, and the people, the, the immediate reaction to the show is going to be like, Breaking Bad. That's true. So I think that's more something we're trying to wait and see about low, low moon rising. Uh, low winter rising, or low winter low sun. Winter. Low winter sun. Yeah. So we'll have to wait on that one. And it's Lenny James, that was his name, Lenny James. Let's give him his due. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, so let's wrap this up. All right. Fam. What would you do with it?